open your ears, I promise this will take a second. Put you on game, my brother, teach you valuable lesson. Respect yourself, we happy, no need to reminisce. No need to worry, you chilling with men with confidence. Speak your mind, say what's up with your life. We can teach you wrong for right and take the darkness out your life. So what's good? What's good? It ain't nothing but a small thing. Have a seat, you can talk to us about anything. Money's cars, sports, or maybe your business. Positive goals in your life, support better living. A pep talk to the ones who in the darkest hour. Remember, sunlight comes after a rain shower. There's nothing wrong with the man who takes notes. Don't take this as a joke. These words are well spoken. Teammates, cause we playing to win. I have a seat at the table with some men with confidence. And welcome to Men in Confidence Sharing, where we, the men of a certain age, share our thoughts, ideas, and opinions in confidence. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Today we are joined by the entire crew. I am the host, Tony, and we are joined by Sean, Ronald, and Terrence. So we're going to go one by one and say, hello, Sean. Hey, how everybody doing? How are y'all? How are y'all? Hello, Ronald. What's good, everybody? And hello, Terrence. Greetings and salutations. The crew is in the building. <laughs> Isn't it yes, wonderful sir. when we're all here? <laughs> yes, it yes, is. sir. Feels complete. So, speaking of complete, we're going to talk about an area where it feels like things are not complete. Why are men not in the church? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Yes, sir. It's a good topic. It is. It is it's definitely a heavy topic. It's a heavy topic for sure. And uh I'm just go ahead and put this disclaimer out here right now. Pastor, forgive me for what I'm about to say. If I say anything that step on some toes or out of line, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just giving my perspective. And by pastor, I mean you, Mr. Grant. So um, I I just whew, that, that's a hard topic, man. Because people don't portray. I think, but let me not say people don't portray. People don't see Jesus in the most manly way sometimes sometimes I think people look at and I say the character of Jesus meaning character as in a person from a story because some people kind of look at the Bible as like a group of stories I mean parables are stories but they look at it as no different than any other fictional writing that aside people look at the character of Jesus as being like you know he was this dude he was real peaceful and he was nice and you know he was good with kids and he helped old people and you know in modern terms there are some who might call Jesus a simp because he's like you know a good guy but they don't credit him enough as being a man's man or like this dude who is going to defend somebody or go in for somebody and as a guy that's not necessarily the most appealing I'm supposed to trust that dude with my salvation really 
it, it's kind of a hard sell. Well, if you're done, I would like to pop in here. <laughs> Couple of corrections. I'm not actually a pastor. A pastor actually runs a church. I don't run a church. I'm just one of many ministers in a church. Understood. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just for clarification. Um, <clears throat> the second thing I wanted to point out is First um, Peter chapter four verse seven tell, seventeen tells us, "For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them be that obey not the gospel of God?" So I am well aware of how Jesus is perceived by many people. Um, I am well aware of what people think. Um, this isn't the first time I've heard of Jesus um, being um, thought of as, to use a term that you said, to use the term that you said um, is a simp. Um, just to make, before I go any further, can you guys hear me clearly, right? Okay, good. Um, nothing can be further from the truth. Jesus was, in fact, not a simp. In fact, he was, he was going against the currents of the world. And if you've ever gone against the norm of society, you know that's a hard way to go. And the only people that can do that successfully are pretty boss people, all right? In Jesus's day, when he was, um, before his crucifixion, he dealt with the most aggressive people that you can deal with, and that's the Sanhedrin. He was actually considered not religious enough he wasn't religious enough for them. And they had all these rules and regulations laid out, which God gave them a lot of rules and regulations, but they went in and added their own stuff and told people that you have to do this. And Jesus came along, it was going against all that. Now here's a group of people that's been profiting. They've been making money off of God and off of God's people. And Jesus comes along and said, no, you don't have to do that. He goes into the temple and he looks at their little bake sale they were having. And he starts flipping over tables and taking their money and throwing it out in the street. What are you doing? This is not what the house of God is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a house of prayer. My father's house, he says, is supposed to be a house of prayer. So he was upsetting these people. They didn't like that. So he made their hit list early on. And a simp isn't gonna do that. <laughs> a simp sounds to me like someone be like, oh, no, 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 I, I, I obey the rules, I'll follow the rules. No, Jesus wasn't following their rules. He was following his rules, the rules that he laid down, passed down to his. <laughs> so no, he was by no means a simp. But to, to wrap this thing up, because I can go on and on, the real problem with why men aren't coming to church, the real problem as to why men aren't in church the way they need to be 
is because women, you like, like for instance, if you go to a Southern church, you see predominantly women. Women get attached emotionally. She'll get attached to the people. She'll get attached to the pastor. She'll get attached until she sees something extreme that pushes her away. Um, men, if they don't see a reality, they're not going to stay. They will leave. Because we, we, why should I? I'm not doing this. I, I want what's real. Don't don't give me no nonsense. That's how we are. It just is what it is. But you go to a church where the people are practicing um, um, serving God in the truth and in the reality. Um, the only other thing that could push a man away is his own inner turmoil. And, and even then, um, not going to church because of your own inner turmoil isn't, isn't, isn't the good, isn't the right, right move to make because you're just going to go with your problems. Being in church is where you need to be. It brings out all that so you can deal with it and then be free. But anyway, I'm sure someone else has something else to add. Absolutely. Listen, absolutely. And you're still making, you're, you're making a great point. So don't think that you, you know, you didn't, uh, you struggled to get to your point or you, or whatever, because I, I, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of it a little bit. Um, but I love this group. I like when we get together because you get it, you get different views. You get like, you know, I got a feeling on this one, we're going to get four different points of views. <laughs> um, cause one of the things that was in my head, um, about why more men are in church, um, and it goes to kind of what Rhino was saying with the inner turmoil. Um, I call it, you know, it's it's kind of a mixture of tunnel vision and pride. I think it's, you know, a little bit of all of that. We're taught as men, you know, that, and my my uh, my friend on here that we've heard often, Tony, the host, has said this often. You know, society doesn't care about you. You're not going to be given anything that you don't go out there hustle grab get it from the mud and go get okay and that is a reality that a lot of us as men come to understand really quickly i gotta go out there you know even in biblical scriptures you know or in biblical terms we're still taught uh you make one step god will make two uh the steps that you make are still guided but you have to get out there you can't go, you know, on what is it? Faith without works is dead. You know, you have to move. You have to get out there. Um, I think when we get out there, we start grinding. We get jobs. We get caught up in our families. We get worried about bills. How am I going to get this? How am I going to get to the next that? Uh, we get caught up in ourselves. I think we start to get tunnel vision. It's real easy to start thinking that your steps are not being guided that everything you are doing you're doing because you're doing it the things that you're failing at you're failing because you are failing at them so it's a very singular mindset to get into and i think sometimes we do we get a little bit off track you start thinking you know i'm doing all of this 
or I'm failing at this or it's just me as far as the going to church thing you know I already get my weekend short enough I don't feel like getting out of bed on Sunday to get up to go I'm tired I got to go back to work on Monday you know what I mean Lord you know especially when it comes down to okay we're we're taught that church does not have to be in a building church can be in your heart it can be that that uh that personal um relationship that you have with god you tell hey lord you know my heart you know i'm tired i'm sleeping in that's the end of that game (laughs) so we don't go you know and then uh the second part of what i was going to say was also the you know criticism and just in life in general as a man even me myself I don't like to be criticized on the regular. You want to see me lash out real quick? I'm a real light, laid back type of guy. You want to see me lash out real quick? Let me think you criticizing me for something. I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to step out. I have my reasons for what I'm doing. And unless you're in my circle of some people that I trust, I'm going to lash at you really quickly. So yes, the pastor's up there. He's telling me good things, but he's also lashing at me. He's also stepping on my toes. He's also telling me some criticism that I don't want to hear. And you know what? I ain't coming back. <laughs> I don't feel like being here to listen to this when I got to go out here and take care of my family and do everything I got to do. And you up here telling me about some stuff that I ain't doing. <laughs> I don't want this criticism. So I ain't coming back. But no, that's that's just simple. I'm trying to keep it a little bit lighthearted from that standpoint. And trust me, that's just tip of the iceberg for probably why a lot of folks don't. But uh, those are my two cents for right now, and I'm going to get off it. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate you keeping it lighthearted. Because I'm about to darken the skies a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dang grumpy. <laughs> and I apologize ahead of time. Oh, grumpy. Everyone's describing why. What it sounds like everyone's describing is why are men not going to good, healthy churches? Like, what's wrong with the men not going to these good, healthy churches? The problem is that a lot of these churches are not healthy. Unfortunately. Like, there are some good ones out there, there are some great ones out there. But there's a lot of hypocrisy out there. And jumping off one of the things that Rano said is that men don't go as much for the emotion. They want to see something tangible. And it's like, why am I going to put myself under leadership of somebody who I I think I know this dude's doing dirty? <laughs> like, I know this guy is not on the up and up. And I'm supposed to go to his church? Nah, thank you. I'll take my chances on my own. Like, I don't need to be in that building to have a spiritual connection with God. Jumping off of something Sean said, I'm already working five, six days a week. I'm going to take the little bit of free time I got and go under somebody that ain't on the up and up. Hang with people that I know are not, that I know are not living this thing right like people show up in their good suits in their clean suits in their church hats in their good dresses and they show up and they look so good on Sunday and they sing the song so beautiful and they read the scriptures so passionate and on Monday they are an entirely different person on Tuesday they are an entirely different person 
And it's hard for a grown man to go sit beside somebody like that on Sunday when you know who they are Monday through Saturday. And it gets to the point where it's like, if if this is what, if, and I, I'm trying, I'm trying not to be too dark. Like, if this is what the save and sanctified folk do, right? Do I want to be that? <laughs> if this is what they do, do I want to be that? I'll pause. I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't trying to get you to pause per se. I just wanted to kind of throw that out, throw my hand up because I thought of something else that I wanted to add to this whole conversation. Because what's that? This has been something that's been brewing this conversation for a little while. And another part for me that I think about with regards to uh, going to church is, look, I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. You know, this ain't grumpy smurf. This is just my pragmatism, my pragmatic brain working a little bit. Look, being black is hard enough as it is in this world. You know, just on a daily basis. The idea that there's someplace worse than this when I die nah nah I, I, I'm not I, I'm not here for it going to church and people telling me kind of what Sean was saying about poking at me and telling me about you know what I'm not doing this that and the third that criticism and then on top of that you're gonna tell me I'm going somewhere worse than this I can't see it I can't see anything being worse than being caught up in this life right now and the persecution that I have to go through on a daily basis. Okay, and, so I want. Okay, sorry, go ahead. You know, and, and the chances of getting to the good place, getting to heaven, or whatever, are like if I follow these like absolute strict, rigid set of rules, then what's the point? Really? Come on, man. Uh, you miss me with that one. Okay, so I want to respond to that and. I recognize how you can feel like that, right? I do recognize that. Me personally, and it's just speaking for me personally, I don't look at the whole, and I'm not saying that, you know, it don't exist, but I don't look at heaven and hell as a motivation for doing, you know, what you do, like, you, you do right because it's right you do wrong be, uh, and you don't do wrong because it's wrong like I guess that's the way I look at it and not makes for, sense not for the reward aspect of it even though I, I I do think that that may come to play now when it comes to like the the whole you're going to hell thing doesn't bother me but what what does bother me goes back to similar like what I was saying before is a is a little bit of the I, I, I think there's two things I think there's two things I think that society as a whole has degraded right so society's spirituality as a whole has degraded and that has caused a lot of men to fall away 
from spirituality. Because we know at the end, and, and simple put is, even if you're spiritual, a lot of men still realize like you're still gonna have to work for it. <laughs> right, you're still gonna have to work for it. So, <laughs> so I, I feel like society is at one side of it. And the other side of it, I think is that when you do go to church, and I know that the church is supposed to be part God, part human. I think we see more human than God when we go. We we see more of the human side than the God side. And all right, Tony, I'm gonna go ahead and take it from here. I'm gonna go ahead and take it from here because you you absolutely hit the nail on the head. All people look at is the human side. And if you look at only the human side, yeah, you're going to see faults. You're going to see failures. You're going to see hypocrisy. But guess what? God doesn't call perfect people. I can't remember how it's said, but um, God doesn't, Jesus didn't went looking for the righteous people to save. He went looking for the people who need to be saved. Like that woman that was caught in adultery. She was caught in the very act. She needed Jesus right then and right there because those people were going to kill her. All right. And then all the people that were there gathered ready to see this woman die. They needed Jesus too. Because what did he say? He does without sin, cast the first stone. Not one of them could lift the finger to her because they were flawed. They were, they had failures. And they would rather point to somebody else's failure than to address their own. And I've seen this so much. When I was working in our church in Mississippi, I remember talking to a guy and the first thing he said is the first thing that so many people said. There's so many hypocrites in church. I'm like, dude, how do you know how many hypocrites in church if you don't go to church? How do you really know? Who are all these hypocrites you're talking about? <laughs> Who are you talking about? That's a good what point. What are you talking about? They're oh, all these hypocrites. You know what? If I spend my life worrying about all the other hypocrites, then I'm gonna just keep using that as an excuse to live any old way I want to live. But the point came for me when I had to stop looking at the human side and I had to look at me. I had to look at my human side and realize that I need help. I had to realize that I'm the one that needs to change. And I realized that I have no way of acquiring that change except to go to the source. And so when I began to pray and ask Jesus to save me, that's when it hit me. That's when he saved me. And I realized, oh, look, I need Jesus. That's what I needed. I needed that spiritual side to awaken in me. And that's what a lot of people need. If you'll get that, that spiritual side awakened for you, then your eyes will be open and then you begin to realize. And an example of that, will be, um, I think it's Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. <laughs> so he had all his hopes and he had all his, his dreams and his ideology in this, in this king of Israel, this new king. Here's a guy that's come along. We've had so many bad kings, so many wicked people leading our nation. Now we got a man of God that's going to lead us. And this man sinned and ended up dying. His hope <laughs> was ripped out from under him 
But the funny thing about that is as soon as that human fleshly man he had trusted in so much got moved out of the way, all of a sudden he could see God. And when he saw God, he saw himself. And then he saw the people that he lived around. He realized, I'm a man of unclean lips. <laughs> I talk dirt. I live among people that talk dirt. And it took God cleaning him up and then sending him out to reach them. And and, and that's that's why I read that that verse from, from 1 Peter, because um, the biggest problem with why, with why men, and I know we're, we're saying black men, but really it's men across the board. The biggest problem with men is we need to see God because if we don't see God, then we're lost. Because if we get a vision of God, when we get a real vision of God and who he is and how he is, it changes us. We look at ourselves and we realize how far we fall short. And then when we allow God to fix us, then we can help everybody else. But until we get ourselves straightened out, we can't help anybody else straighten out. And this theme is permeates the Bible. Look at, look at Jonah. Jonah was on the run. <laughs> run, Jonah, run. And guess what happened? He ended up in the belly of that whale. And it wasn't until Jonah got himself worked out with God that he could go to Nineveh and preach to those people and reach the whole city. <laughs> he reached the whole city. But it took him getting to God and and and, and stop running from God and, and accepting what God wanted him to do. And really, Jonah already knew what God wanted. He didn't want that. He wanted to run. <laughs> he wanted to run. He wanted to run. And, yeah. And and I run it, I've run into people. There's people like that. You know, they're on the run. They're running from God. We can go, <laughs> I've been to church too, and, and the preacher's been preaching, and he says some things, and I'm like, oh, oh, why are you talking about me like this, preacher? But I had to stop and realize that it's really not him. It's God showing me what's wrong with me. So now that God has shown me what's wrong with me, what am I going to do with that information? Am I going to blame the preacher and not come to church anymore because the, that, that guy hates me? Or am I going to straighten myself out? Unfortunately, there is the other side of that. There are, there have been men and are men out there who have failed. They're, they failed and they're in the pulpit and you know their wife is there singing leading the choir and they're leading the church and then there's like two or three girls in the congregation that's pregnant for them all right that has happened i am not saying that doesn't happen it has happened and it's and it's really sad because what they end up doing is they end up destroying people and pushing people away my ex-girlfriend wouldn't go to uh she church hops she church hops and i'm like why are you going from church to church to church to church? Because she went to a church and that guy came on to her and it it ruined it ruined her experience. But she still has enough within her head that she realized, no, I love God. I'm gonna serve God, but I just can't go to that church. Uh check out this right. church. And but now she's in a place where if she goes to a church and she hears something she doesn't like and she doesn't like what's being done, she'll leave. She'll go to another church. I like this church. And it's like, okay, what what are you going to do? You got to figure something out. 
Right. No, but right. at the end of the day, I can't let someone else's failure determine my fate. At the end of the day, I have to answer for me. One of the scariest things my mom told me as a kid was that you're going to have to stand before God for yourself. And I personally fear that day simply because of some of the really bad decisions I've made. One of my um, friends just passed away. I just found out like, like yesterday. And when I found out that was the day of his funeral. I had no idea. I just talked to the dude two weeks ago. Um, we were in boot camp together. For 13 weeks, I looked to my right and Green was right there. <laughs> I just looked to my left, didn't I? <laughs> it's all good. I looked, I looked to good. my left and Green was right there. Green was my dude. You know, he's the one dude I've been in contact with. I've been in contact with others, but he's the one dude I've been in contact with. And I was thinking to myself, I got to call Green again. Man's already gone. He already got it's his already orders here, and shipped out. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah, you know? sorry to hear, bro. And I, I worry, I worry that have I said anything that was necessary to help this man out in his life before God? Have I given him any kind of hope? Or will in the day of judgment, will I stand there and, and he was like, you were my friend and you didn't tell me anything. I I deal with this all the right. time. Right, but, but I'm sure you've more than made up for that in between, Rhino. I, I, even if you didn't. I hope so. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people that, you, you know, especially through what we're doing here, like with the podcast and how it's going out and everything like that. You know what I mean? I'm right. sure there's some people soaking up your knowledge right now, so... I can only hope. So let me ask a question. Let me pivot a little bit and ask. So we've been giving reasons why men are not in church or men are not going to worship. What are things that can bring them back? Okay, so I'm going I'm going to jump in because I was actually, you know, as uh, Rhino was talking, I feel like he segued into that already when he was saying we have to fix ourselves right we have to and and one of the things that i was going to say is you know and and based on something you said tony you know when you talked about uh and i think terrence might have said it too the culture changing and everything like that and the way that spirituality has kind of went down you know there's a part of me that feels like we're headed backwards to those same type of times when you know mentioning the fact that you were a spiritual being was you know it's starting to be persecuted again it's starting to you know i mean right now if you want to change the tone of a conversation as a man between men bring that up bring up you know that kind of you could have a conversation be going good what about them cowboys boy them cowboys yeah they did their thing or whatever you know what i mean da 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 and you start talking about well thank god and i'm highly favored and blessed and you know what i'm doing jesus dance and this and that and this you know watch that conversation taper off a little bit you know watch that uncomfortability creep in so you know one of the things that i feel like because of that because of that shift we have to be bold you know if you are going to be uh, a believer uh in this day and you're going to be you know and just just going to a point rhino said fixing ourselves we have to be courageous you know we had a segment on this 
And there's a lot of things we have to be courageous about. And I feel like this is one of those things we have to be courageous about and be outspoken about, you know, in and being confident in our spirituality, you know, to start with. And right, we have to start looking at the flaws of others and those around us <laughs> and start, you know, recognizing what the church is supposed to be, what it's supposed to be for. And, you know, what it's supposed to build on, which is often like we say, right, iron sharpens iron, right? I heard a pastor one time refer to uh, going to church as getting your batteries recharged, you know, for so you can go throughout the week. So if you take it for the positives of what it is, um, you know, there's people around you doing bad things all the time. I mean, truthfully, I just mentioned the Dallas Cowboys as far as playing football. If you paid attention to everything that the players, owners, that is in Dada was doing, you might never watch football again. If you based it on just that, if you based, uh, you know, listening to a particular song, like, you know, what uh, Elton John and his lifestyle is versus Elton John and the song being a good song, you know what I mean? I mean, a song for you is still <laughs> a good song, even though Elton John lives a crazy lifestyle. So you have to focus more and less on the person and their frails. And that might be a strong beginning. That and having the confidence to be boldly stated. And, I, you know, kind of y'all kind of get what I mean as far as stating boldly. Hey, this is who I am. This is what I am. And maybe we can start to get flowing back to to church again i don't know i don't know either sean because uh I, I hear what you're saying and especially with that reference to elton john and i got one name for you r kelly mm, yeah yeah true i true so, true and look, then his the nature of his songs is even where look, you have to be like look bumpy grad is still a good Wait, look, no, it's look, not, not for <laughs> Look, we gonna we gonna we gonna have to okay. pin put a pin in that. Yeah, we'll put that a pin conversation in that. can come back around at a later date because that's a whole. Mm. Oh yeah, that's whole but, kettle of fish. But, but right now, with this whole talking about church thing, right? Okay, so I've heard a lot of talk with regards to personal accountability, and you know being responsible for our own salvation and things of that nature right so here's my issue with that I personally believe this has just been something that's kind of come up within my spirit as of late as a people our ancestors were a collective minded people a group-minded people, a very, you know, even today we still use phrases like do it for the culture, each one teach one. It takes a village. This church doesn't seem to preach that. They want to preach this whole thing of individuality. And I think it was Tony that had talked earlier about things dividing us and the society kind of separating and end of it making us more why doesn't the teach tend to do more with regards to being inclusive or maybe let me choose my words carefully because inclusive could mean something else to some people why doesn't the church do more to try and like encourage growth as a 
community growth as a group you know each person within the church building be accountable and responsible and at least concerned with the salvation of the other person i mean because if you think about you know it's hard for a man to come to church on sunday and sit next to somebody because he knows on monday that person is xyz why is it it'd be a little bit harder for that person to be xyz if they knew that well these people all here are working with me even though i'm xyz and i'm working with them maybe i shouldn't be so much xyz monday through saturday if there was more of a kind of like concentrated effort as a group on that versus one person and speaking to one person and you know being concerned with one person it it, it to me it just doesn't it, sometimes the messaging and the packaging doesn't come together and for those reasons it's like it's a little hard to 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 to, to grasp these concepts that's my two cents no, I'm just saying Tony I want you to close it out mm -hmm. you close it out yeah I'm gonna go ahead and jump in right here if you don't mind go for it okay um I'm not gonna <laughs> sit here and pretend I have all the answers but um there are churches that do that you know they there are churches out there that are doing it doing it right doing it good and i'm not i'm not just talking about my church because i don't in the past i've looked back on things i've said and done about my church because i was so excited about it um i realized i may have come across as my church is better than yours and and that was not the idea that i was trying to Put forth because I realized that offended people. Um, but you were enthusiastic. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. But my church, um, we do we do that. We encourage people to come and grow together. That's why we we're constantly inviting people. That's why we're constant. That's why we expanded to the internet. Um, doing doing YouTube stuff. We were planning on doing that before the pandemic. And it just so happened that the day the governor said, look, everything is shut down, nobody go nowhere. That was the day that we started uh, because we want to get um, get the message out there. Hey, you know, you know, you can you can change, you know, you can change your life. Things can be better for you. Things can be different for you. Um, but my church is by no means the only church out there that's doing that. There's churches all over this world that are are doing just that. Unfortunately, when you're <laughs> when you're local to uh, one or two areas, and <laughs> dare I say it, um, you're in that in the in the dirty south, for instance. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna religion bash. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking about a certain church, and they got a lot to ask for. <laughs> but um, if 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 you're local, you've grown up in this area, and it's the only area you've known. You may have been down to Texas. You may have been up to New York, or, or 
you're only known one area and and everybody knows about that one pastor that shot and killed somebody for instance you know or that one pastor that may have done this that and the other then yeah it will turn a sour um it'll be a sour taste in your mouth you know but um there are churches out there that are doing doing things good and properly and that's where it goes back to being spiritual that's where it goes back to getting the connection with god and praying and being led of god because god is able to lead you to the place where you need to be where he wants you to be where you can grow and where you can experience him in a in a more fuller fashion god is able to do that but are people able to follow god and let him lead and let him be that shepherd god led the children of israel out of egypt they saw that pillar of fire when they were walking in the desert they saw that they saw the pillar the cloud pillar that that covered them and kept them cool in the midst of that 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 scorching heat they understood that these shoes that i'm wearing should have worn out by now they should have been worn out before i left egypt but they're still intact so they experienced those miracles and yet when times got tough and they were faced with the red sea they began to blame moses and really they weren't blaming moses they were blaming god because as short-sighted as mankind can be we forget that God really can do anything. He can make a way. Even when we think that God can't make a way, God can make a way. I like what the three Hebrew boys said when they were thrown into the, before they were thrown into the furnace. They told the king, Almighty King, our God is able to save us. And if he don't, we're still not going to bow to your, to your, to your image. <laughs> They understood that, look, God can come through with a mighty rescue, but if he doesn't rescue me, if he doesn't, I'm still not going to bow to your stupid image that you made out of gold and set up for everybody to worship. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Doesn't matter, King. I'm not doing that. And what happened? God came through with a mighty rescue, all because they trusted him. So what's going to have to happen is we're going to have to trust God. Get a mighty rescue. Yeah. Right. But also for us individually, and I'm not, I'm not pointing out you guys exclusively. I'm talking about those of us who are Christians, those of us who are worshipers of God, those of us who, um, who do um, follow Christ. It's going to take us doing what we're supposed to be doing. I've won more people. I mean, let me rephrase that. More people have been won to God by one person just being true to the word of God and serving God than a hundred people going out telling people, hey, you need to serve God. You need to stop smoking cigarettes. You need to stop um, doing this, that, and the other. More people have been reached for God because one person showed them that you're real 
you're real. And for me, that would be my cousin. Knowing her life and all the things she went through and all the mistakes she's made, at the end of the day, she's real. And I'm here because she's real. So, so if you're a Christian out there and you're listening, be real. You're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. Don't let your mistakes bog you down. But be real and you reach more people simply by being real. And and like we said, men will see, oh, the spiritual thing is a tangible thing. Maybe I should turn back to that. And they'll do it. They'll absolutely do it. Okay. I'm not quite sure how to close out after that. <laughs> that was a good word. Because I, I, I feel like the conversation kind of changed in the middle. <laughs> like we kind of went from why are men not in church to almost like society versus church. And it, in a sense, that, that kind of is the root of the issue, right? Like, why are we in society not as spiritual as we have been in the past? And and that could be a whole other question, a whole other discussion, because I think that's actually a question. Are we less spiritual than we have been in the past, or are we just doing our spiritual journey more individually instead of together in a building? Mm, I don't have that answer, <laughs> but that is a that's a that's a good that's a good discussion. Uh, when it comes to what would it take to get men back into church, back into the building? I think it would take concrete, tangible results. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, just, I think it's really that simple. Like, I think they need to see receipts for the building fund. You bought a door with the building fund. I think they need to see. <laughs> I think they need to see actual outreach. I think they need to see that they have a voice in, in the building. And that their their input matters. I get that. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. I like showing the receipts because some of these places and they building funds is outrageous. And what you talking about? Like, this donut uh, thirty years old, bro. Church building fund, bro. <laughs> tiles, tiles in the um in the in the basement, the banquet hall is still falling out. Like, I don't I don't know how other churches do it, but I know when we were in Mississippi, the money that came in, we had to we have to keep the power on. We had to pay those people rent. That's true too. <laughs> we had to keep the place clean, and we we did a lot of stuff to, to make that thing work and to make it happen. You no, know, but 
as far as for these other churches, uh, how they get the funds for the ivory towers that they for the for the Romanesque columns that are built in their churches, I don't I don't know. I mean, I look at the Catholic Church, and I hope I can say that, but they have some pretty beautiful edifices, and it's like, oh my goodness, where y'all get the money for this? Their paperwork but, is better though. Well, not, it is not, what it not is. To get off, not to get off top, but their paperwork is better. Right, it is what it is. They're pros at it. Think, think about it like this. Musical artists, someone like, say, Buster Rhymes is better funded <laughs> and better established because he's, he's better funded. But then you right. take somebody like Lil Leroy from around the corner, all he got is a YouTube channel and a SoundCloud link. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as well funded. <laughs> Good rapper, not as well funded. <laughs> gotcha. Well, I don't know if we came to any sort of conclusion or agreement, <laughs> but no. I would say, does anybody have anything to add before we wrap it up? I don't know that I was looking for a conclusion. Or an agreement, honestly. I a little just, direction, a little bit. <laughs> I, I was just really trying to keep conversation going and, and throw some stuff out there because <laughs> I don't have answers at all. And you know, I was like I said, I was just speaking truthfully, trying to say some stuff that was rattling around in my tin can and uh looking for some perspective. And I think I got a little bit. Well, all right, all right, all right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> Everybody got a little bit of perspective. <laughs> and on that note, I'll pass the Terrence for the club. As always, thank y'all for listening. Like, share, and subscribe. God bless you. Good night. Deuces. Peace. Bye, everybody. Till next time. <laughs>